At Christ the King Sudden Valley, we are an authentic Christian community, reaching out to people in love, acceptance, and forgiveness so they may experience the joy of salvation and a purposeful life of discipleship. In this time of separation, when we can't meet as a church body, we are finding other ways to connect. You can find our live stream of the service at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning at live.ctk.church. Also, you can find us on Facebook at CTK Sudden Valley. Matthew 11:28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This week, a special guest, Amber Severin, shares a reminder that Jesus goes with us on our journey through life. In her message entitled, No Socks, No Shoes, Just Some Ugly Toes. I'm super excited to get the opportunity to speak. Um, it is such an honor. It is most certainly not the same in this barn without everybody here. It's also a little colder than normal. I feel like we just need that body heat to warm things up a little bit. Um, I do miss uh, worshiping with you. Um, I do miss being able to hang out with everybody, but I hope everyone is cozy and comfortable and just enjoying this morning together in your homes. Um, like Jason said, my name is Amber. I've been here at CTK Sun Valley for about three years now. Um, my husband is Sven. He's the guy with the huge beard, glasses, dreadlocks. I'm sure you've seen him if you attend the church. Um, and then we've got two kiddos. Um, my son is Tenzin. He's eight years old. And my daughter is Vesper. She is six years old. Um, they're watching right now. Hi, guys. I love you. Um, I'm so excited um, and kind of just in awe at God's timing with this series. We've been focusing on this series called Change, um, and I just think God has a lot of intention with the timing when our world has so much change happening to it, and there are so many factors and things that are happening out of our control. Um, I just, I know that for myself, God's really teaching me a lot during this season, and um, I do really believe that God is stirring change in our hearts, um, and so I'm excited to dive into that further with everyone this morning. We've been walking through the book of John. Um, John was one of the disciples of Jesus, and um, through the words that um, are written in John, we have an eyewitness account of um, the life of Jesus. And um, John and the disciples, they were considered by Jesus to be his friends, his community, and his own, almost like family to him. Um, it's clear um, it's clear that there was this love that Jesus had for his disciples. And so um, today we get to study specifically what that love looked like. We're going to dive into John 13, 1 through 17. If you have your Bibles at home and you want to open them, um, now would be a good time to do that. Um, in this scripture, we're studying um, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Um, and as Jesus washes the disciples' feet, it just inspired me. I was kind of um, I was kind of trying to figure out what to name this talk. And I decided that the title of my message this morning would be no socks no shoes just some ugly toes a reminder that Jesus knows the journey our feet have traveled no socks no shoes just some ugly toes and um, I was just thinking you know it would be a really sophisticated question of us to ask one another in our families or even in our small groups um, this week, um, we could ask each other, um, maybe do a little comparison of who has the ugliest toes in our family or uh, maybe in our small groups. Um, it really sparked some comical conversations in our household, so I hope it brings on some smiles. Um, in your homes, um, I can really see in our future some inspired bare feet Zoom sessions ahead. Um, so we want to go ahead and dive into John. John um, 13, it reads this. 
It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his clothing and took out his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, you are not going to wash my feet. Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you, need, now, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And it's, it's wild to me that we get to dive into this scripture right now when we are in a season where we physically cannot be in contact with one another. Um, we cannot hug the people that are in our community. We can't serve one another the way that we would normally want to serve one another. And we most certainly can't wash each other's feet um, like we maybe traditionally would do as sort of a ceremony or a celebration leading up to Easter. Jesus in this moment, he knows that this is his last supper with his friends. He knows that this time together represents their last moments with him in the flesh. He knows these dear friends will reject, betray, and even abandon him just hours after this, this meal. And but he considers them his own and he loves them to the end. And my heart's so moved by that line, he loved them to the end. Um, and during a time when social distancing and stay-at-home law, laws are in effect, my question for each of us, my question for you at home is, who do you miss right now? Who do you think about in our community that you just, you miss right now? And I think maybe even another way to think about it, and I've thought about this a lot over these last few, few weeks as we've gone through so many changes, I've, I've really considered, you know, who do I just wish I could embrace today? Um, so many of us are, are struggling and there's so many things we want to be able to do to, to be with one another. Um, I, can, I can just in my own heart think of the number of people and many different faces that I would love to embrace and to be able to encourage right now. It's remarkable during these times um, in the midst of struggles and burdens how um, as humans we just long for connection. 
And um, as we acknowledge that longing, I might also challenge each of us to ask ourselves, uh, may maybe on a daily basis, to ask ourselves, who is on our heart to reach out to and to encourage today? Um, I know that's something I'm trying to ask myself every day, and I was thinking about that this week, and I think that's such um, a super cool way as to how the Spirit of God works. Um, when we tap into those ideas and those promptings that are inside of us, um, those little loving and beautiful um, nudges inside of us, and then we act on it. Um, and we pay attention to those things that are going on inside of us where God's spirit dwells inside of us, and then we respond. That is being spirit-led. That is listening to God. And I think sometimes um, it's just simpler to be spirit-led than we, we make it out to be. And so I just wanted to really encourage us to, to think through you know, who is on our heart to really reach out to and encourage in the days to come. Um, you know, the beauty of this season, it does lie in our intentionality. Um, it is truly an opportunity to, I think, let other people know that we're thinking of them. And I think even more importantly, to let people know that God placed them on our hearts. That's how we love our community like Jesus calls us to. Um, during a time like this, we can't just depend on our spiritual leaders to do it. We, ha we are all the hands and the feet. We all have listening, listening hearts of God's spirit. Um, we recently, actually just last night, we watched um, the Mr. Rogers movie um, where Tom Hanks performs as Fred Rogers. And one of the quotes um, from Mr. Rogers is this, all of us at some time or another need help. Whether we're giving or receiving help, each one of us has something valuable to bring to this world. That's one of the things that connects us to our neighbors and as neighbors. In our own way, each one of us is a giver and a receiver. And I just think it's important for us all just to remember that, that we all play a role, and that's so important. As we revisit John 13, um, I'm also really moved when I consider the heartache that Jesus knew he was about to experience just hours after this meal with his disciples. The humanity of Jesus is something that I think I will always be grateful for. Um, Jesus... Um, Jesus has these real emotions. He's, he's just walked through real humanity. And, and Jason talked about this a few weeks ago when he talked about emotions. Um, and he talked about um, the realness of Jesus' human emotions, his love, his pain, his heartache, his hope. You know, that's the humanity of Jesus. And Jesus experienced it just like you and I do. And the human emotion, I think, when we connect what Jesus experienced and what we experienced emotionally, that human emotion, it's a sacred space where, where the authentic connection can happen with Jesus in our own lives. And this is where we know, um, you know, he's just going to meet us in our, real, in our realness. And so I, I think that this morning I, I really felt led and... Um, motivated to talk about real life stuff right now, the real things that we are all dealing with. Um, it's a time of great change and unexpected transitions. There are different moments that we really deal with during this time. And I think that, I know if you're like me, I, I kind of want to be tough enough for it. I keep trying to um, muscle my way through it and, and carrying more than I, I probably should be carrying. And as I, as I realize that and I just really address my, my heart, I've recognized that I'm actually on the inside just an absolute wreck. And I, I think it's important to talk through some of that stuff. Um, I don't think we're just supposed to bottle it all in. Um, I do believe we're supposed to be real and honest about what we're walking through. And I also think we're supposed to let Jesus kind of hold our hands and walk us through that. 
So, you know, these changes, I want to be real about what's happening just in my own life. I'm sure you can relate to a lot of this stuff. I work less right now, and as I'm sure many of us do. Um, and on the positive side, I'm getting more physical hours of sleep. Um, my body just needs more as I just deal with exhaustion and all of this, this change and the stress. Um, I'm also doing my best to try to do the things that I enjoy doing in my household. I'm a very um, strange person. I love organizing. I love cleaning my house. Um, so I am going all Marie Kondo style. She's the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. For me, that's super fun. Um, and I'm really, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, there is going to be a community garage sale after this season. When we can go back to normal life, there is going to be so much cleaning of houses, and we are going to have this huge swap of stuff. It's going to be awesome. Um, my husband and I, during this time, we are growing in our marital bonding by having competitive board game playing opportunities. Um, our favorites right now are Memory, Chinese Checkers, and Quirkle. And just so you know, I usually win most of those games. Um, honestly, though, last night, he totally took me in the game of Risk. I, I totally lost. Uh, as a family, we are getting more overall time spent together. Um, we're really fully embracing movie nights. And like I said last night, we just we enjoyed that Mr. Rogers movie. But to be honest, um, my headspace is distracted. And it's really hard to settle into most days. Um, my head's spinning a lot of the time. I, you know, I was kind of thinking through, yeah, like there's these social media posts that are kind of attacking my time. Televised announcements from our governing bodies to kind of keep everybody up to date. Um, on the news, there's some disheartening heartening things like discrimination, um, conversations about economics, illness, and um, some of the devastating death rates that we're, we're watching. We're facing the reality of decreased work and decreased financial income. I don't know what your email life is. My email life just blew up this last week. There are emails coming in from every direction. Changes in regulations and protocols for our, our jobs. I know my role as an emergency care dentist, the protocols have never changed so fast in my occupation. There's concerns about staying healthy, navigating as a church leadership team, how to keep communications going, prayer chains going, how we continue to kind of encourage our community. And then there's kids. We've got to keep these kids engaged um, and learning. And, um, you know, and we're also trying not to take out our stress on each other. My husband and I have had many interesting conversations this week, and we both realize, oh, we're kind of stressed out. We need to like, just give some space right now. Um, I'm an introvert. I love my quiet time, and I usually like to find time in my life where I don't get a lot of distractions. But right now, I mean, if I'm honest, there's so many people to connect with that I feel like often through the day there is text and phone calls and connections that just um, are a priority that, that continue. And on and on it goes. And I'm curious, does anyone else relate to this? I'm sure everyone's household has different pictures of this as well. Um, as we feel this new stress in our lives, um, we recognize that we don't have a plan for this. It really is, it's new territory and we haven't been here before. I've asked myself this week, what could I have done to better prepare for this? I've watched these changes take their toll on my loved ones. I wonder if I'm doing enough and um, I wonder if I'm connecting enough to encourage others. I keep asking myself, how can I help more? I'm faced with emotions that relate to regrets and shame and fear and loss. And I think we all feel those things. I can recall this last day that the way I'm trying to process my pain, um, it goes in waves of anxiety and depression and exhaustion and sadness. And Monday this last week, it was the first time where I just allowed myself to finally cry. 
I, I finally just released these tears of confusion. I had so much built up in me that um, I didn't even realize that I was just carrying. And finally, I just had that honest moment where I let myself let it out um, and, and cry. And so um, Monday after I had cried, I, uh, I, worked on, I worked on Monday and then I had my big breakdown in the car um, and then I was driving home and I stopped by the grocery store to get a couple of essentials. Um, you know, I've given up on toilet paper being an essential in my life, I don't know about you. Um, but to me, in our household, the essentials are a ginormous bucket of vanilla ice cream that went right in the brown bag. Um, definitely got a huge bag of Hershey's chocolate bars, that's essential in my life. Um, and then LaCroix. Man, there are so many coconut LaCroix right now and they are usually never in the store. I bought three boxes of coconut LaCroix and I got all my essentials in the car and then I drove away. I am a little bit of a stress eater, I'm just gonna be honest. My car, um, it needed some gas. So I pulled into the gas station just as the hailstorm began to, peld it, to kind of pound down on Monday evening. Um, I pumped the gas and I watched the storm and I was really in this vulnerable state. I had just kind of had this breakdown and finally cried and I, I was finally just sort of asking the hard questions to God. And so as I was watching this hailstorm go down, I finally just said, God, like, is the world ending? And, and also, are, are you mad? And I was really sincere in these questions. Um, I was kind of pondering them and I was half laughing at myself, but honestly, just being honest. And I kind of looked around and I realized that I am in the gas station right next to Lafine's Donuts. And for some crazy reason, they are open right now. And so I had this very rational and calm idea come over me um, where I decided, well, if the world is ending, and if tonight is gonna to be my last supper, I wanna have donuts. And so I marched right into Lafine's Donuts. I bought myself a ginormous box um, of donuts, and it, that got me thinking a little bit when I was telling this story. I was like, you know what? We should all have that conversation because it's fun. If it was going to be your last supper, I wanna know what you would want to eat. What would you pick? That's gonna be a good small group conversation right there. Um, and so anyways, I got this dozen donuts and um, I found out I was likely their last customer. They were actually just about to close their doors. Um, the, the, the gentleman that was ringing up my bill, he gave me my gigantic box of carbohydrate heaven um, and explained that they were about to close and I could tell he was very disappointed. He was just super discouraged. That just made me a little more heavy-hearted again. And so I pulled out of the parking lot and I started to drive home. And I'm just crying as I drive home. And I reached my hand into that box and I just ate one glazed donut after the next while I cried. Again, I am a stress eater. When I got home, I was a highly sugarized basket case. Um, I walked into my living room and this is what I find. My husband is on the floor in our living room doing a Zoom yoga session with his yoga club. He was being all healthy and calm and I just annoyingly rolled my eyes at him. And then I threw down the box of donuts right on the floor by his, um, by his yoga mat. And I said, if you work hard enough, you can have one of these. And I sarcastically kind of marched away. From there, I gave each one of my kids a donut and let them run around the house like little monsters. And then I just went outside to my porch and I just sat there. And as I sat there, my breath left me as I watched bolts of lightning just fill the sky and bangs of thunder rattle over the valley and pellets of hail were just pounding the landscape all around me. Tears were again in my eyes and I just, in my heart, I just asked that question again, God, 
Are you mad? And somehow, you know, I'm not sure if anyone else has experienced this, but when I'm real with God, when I, am, when I give him just my honest and my imperfect responses, those are the moments when God speaks to me just the most clearly. And I heard in that moment that just still, small voice that God has. And this is what it said. I felt like God said, no, no, my child. I am not angry, but I do long to have your attention. And I want time with you. I want you and all of my children to know that I am here, and I want you to know me like I know you. And in that moment, those sugar jitters, they just left my body, and that fight or flight of my heart, it was just um, slowed down, and that anxiety and that fear had lost its hold on me. You know, this morning, I didn't want to come in here, and I didn't want to preach, fear not, and I didn't want to preach, just be at peace. Um, I just, I can't talk about things that aren't real to me. I want to be real. I want to be an authentic person, and I think we're all supposed to do that. I do struggle with fear and anxiety when my life is normal, and I especially deal with it when my life is turned upside down. Um, they really, right now, feel like there's just so many, there's so many moments where there's just no for sure's. But in that moment on Monday when God's still small voice just spoke to my heart, I realized that um, the antithesis of fear, the opposite of fear, is not certainty. The opposite of fear is not certainty. But what counters fear is the vitality of a relationship with the one who calls us his children. The, one, the thing that counters fear is a healthy relationship with Papa God. And I think fear can actually be what God uses to help us see his longing to be near to us and his jealousy for our time and our life. And I think that our story that we tapped into today in John 13, where Jesus washes his disciples' feet, is a moment recorded to remind us that Jesus knows our whole story. We might be looking at our journey up till now and the struggle that has gone, you know, has, that we're in, and we may not be able to see the hope. But there is no need to hide those calloused and those messy and those dirty and maybe even shameful parts of our walk. There's no need to be forcing our blistered, our worn out, and our, just our, our battered parts to continue to struggle just because we have it in our head that we need to be tough enough to be able to handle this terrain by ourselves. Because Jesus loves us in it all and he is in it with us. Jesus simply says, come, sit down, rest here. He washes our tired and our exhausted and our overworked feet. He sees our pain. He weeps over our hurt and our burden and our anxiety. I don't know how many of us realize that God actually moans with us and that he weeps with us. He washes away that muck and looks up to each one of us and just speaks love and forgiveness and grace and hope. And he says, let me hear your heart. I'm listening. And how about I change your life? And how about I walk you through every single next step? So I felt, I felt really led to challenge us um, this week. I, I have something that I'm hoping that everyone does. In your families, I hope you, you give each other space to each do this. Small groups, I hope you encourage each other with this challenge. Um, and I, I really want to also encourage kids to do this this week. Um, we have a lot of exercises that we do with our kids to get them connected to God. Um, and we often will give them a piece of paper and some markers to do this. Um, I, I know kids need it just as much as 
as, as we adults do. And I think sometimes we forget um, how close and aware kids are to God's presence. They, they have an amazing ability to tap into the Spirit of God. And so here it is. Here's my challenge to all of us this week. Um, my hope is that we all take a moment to sit alone in a quiet place. Maybe we go among the trees and the birds. Maybe we sit on our couch um, next to a fireplace or with a candle burning. Wherever it is, go to that place and find a moment to sit peacefully. I'd encourage us to spend at least 30 minutes there, but I mean, who are we kidding? We need longer than that if we can. Um, Jesus, and I want you to say these things to God. This is, this is, this is what you want to kind of present to God. Jesus, can I tell you how I am feeling today? Will you listen? Will you help me to know you more? Jesus, can I tell you how I'm feeling today? Will you listen? Please help me to know you more. And then spill the beans. Just get it out there. Whether you're, you need to kind of say everything that's on your heart by writing it down or saying it out loud or typing it or singing it, whatever the form is, just ask Jesus to be your sacred listener and your safe place. And after you release it, just let the Spirit of Jesus encourage you. And his gentle voice, if we just do this day by day, the gentle, loving Spirit of God is going to just build us and change us day by day. It might be little bits at a time, but that is the most beautiful way to embrace it. I know that in my journey, um, when I have done this, I have watched my suffering evolve into trust. And then I see that trust develop into hope. And then that hope allows for me to better understand God's greatness for my life, my heart, um, and, and for my ultimate calling. And so in this season of stay-at-home quarantines, um, I think it allows for us all to have a new spiritual pace and a new spiritual rhythm. It, um, it does take work and intention to allow God to come into our day, our day-to-day -day activities. But, you know, right now we don't have the distractions of a busy work schedule or consumerism. It doesn't get to, to occupy our time. We don't have a lot of social obligations. And so in this uncomfortable and vulnerable state, you know, I think there's space to admit that our lives crave a spiritual connection that life in its normalcy cannot fulfill. And so Jesus displays this act of love and compassion in John 13 when he washes the disciples' feet. His heart, when this moment, it didn't choose fear and it didn't choose self-protection. He instead displays humility in order to give love and exemplify love. Um, when we are brave enough to posture ourselves in this humility, when we allow our walls to come down and we enjoy this two-way conversation, um, between our souls and God, that rhythm and prayer, that reveals to us this new perspective of who we are and what we are called to. It allows for new growth in our spiritual gardens. And I want to invite the worship team up. Um, I'm going to just, I have a little bit left, but I want to invite them to come up and get set up here. But um, as our hearts are transformed and our lives are changed, what can emerge is we will become robust and strong like trees that are planted by the waters of God's grace. One of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament, it's written in Jeremiah, who was a prophet, a perfect person who speaks God's message to his people. And it reads this, 
Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I don't think there's any question that we are in a year of drought right now, or at least in a season of drought right now. Um, The moment of transformation for our hearts and our lives, if we say yes to this process, um, that movement towards transformation, it is the road towards spiritual flourishing. Jesus dares us to say yes to this process, to root ourselves in him, and to say yes so that our our whole lives can get changed. Um, so yes, we are, we are in this together, and as Ephesians 6.18 calls us, we can pray in the Spirit and we keep pr- praying for all of God's people. We have a mighty God who will not abandon us and who, quite simply, is inviting all of us to his loving embrace. Um, I have one last verse just to leave us with in the gospel, from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, or 11, 28 through 30. Um, these are the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, you know, in the weeks to come, my friends, I just hope that we all sit with Jesus and we hand over those burdens to him. I pray that you let him take those burdens from you, that you speak to God and that you are real. And I just think that um, what comes out of that, I just think Jesus has so many surprises for our lives. We pray that God blesses you with this message. If you would like to contact us, please reach out to us on Facebook at CTK Sudden Valley, or visit our website at www.ctk.church. You can also find other episodes of this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, may God bless your week.